0: This is a review of the ISIS 4 trial, a randomized trial assessing early oral captopril, oral mononitrate, and intravenous magnesium in patients with suspected acute myocardial infarction. Author of the review is Andrew Foy, and this is Mohamed Ruzia. The trial was published in The Lancet in 1995. Background The premises for ISIS 4 were similar to GC3 with the notable exception of adding an arm to test the effect of magnesium in acute myocardial infarction. Up to this point, magnesium was commonly used in patients with acute myocardial infarction. It was suspected to limit infarct size and reduce arrhythmic events and death. However, it was backed only by animal experiments and small trials in humans that were under power to test a realistic difference in mortality. Amid, the analysis of such trials was cited in the ISIS-4 manuscript, which reported a 50% relative reduction in mortality. Yes, you heard that correctly. ISIS-4 was undertaken to test the three distinct hypotheses, that one month of captopril, one month of isosorbide mononitrate, and the 24 hours of endorphinous magnesium, Reduced mortality in patients presenting with definite or suspected acute myocardial infarction. Patients. Patients were eligible if they were thought to be within 24 hours of the onset of symptoms of suspected or definite acute myocardial infarction with or without ECG changes, and if they had no definite contraindications to any of the study treatments. Contraindications were not specified by protocol but by the responsible physicians. But standard contraindications were su- suggested like conditions associated with a high risk of adverse events like cardiogenic shock or persistent hypotension defined as systolic blood pressure less than 90 to 100 mercury, or conditions associated with only a small likelihood of worthwhile benefit such as high risk of death from other life-threatening conditions. Baseline characteristics. The majority of patients were men, 74%, 74%, under the age of 70 years, 72%, 80% of patients had ST elevation on their representing ECG, and 40% were within 6 hours from symptoms onset. Only 2% of patients had systolic blood pressure less than 100 mmHg. However, 14% had a clinical heart failure. This represents a departure from the early beta-blocker trials which excluded patients with a clinical heart failure at study entry. Procedures. The study used 2x2x2 two by two by two factorial design resulting in eight treatment groups. Group 1. Captopril placebo nitrate control magnesium. Group 2. Captopril placebo nitrate magnesium. Group 3. Captopril nitrate control magnesium. Group 4 Captopril nitrate magnesium. Group 5 Placebo control Placebo nitrate control magnesium. Group 6 Placebo control Placebo nitrate magnesium. Group 7 Placebo control Nitrate control magnesium. Group 8 Placebo control Nitrate Magnesium. Study treatments were to be started within the first hour of lytic treatment if lytics were indicated and immediately otherwise. Patients randomized to captopril received an initial dose of 6.25 mg, 12.5 mg 2 hours later, 25 mg 10 to 12 hours later, and then 50 mg twice a day twice daily for 28 days. Those randomized to isosorbide mononitrate received an initial dose of 30 mg, 30 mg 10 to 12 hours later, and then 60 mg each morning for 28 days. Patients randomized to magnesium received 24 hours of intravenous magnesium sulfate, with an 8 mmol initial bolus injection over 15 minutes followed by 72 millimoles in about 50 mL infused over 24 hours. Placebo captopril and isosorbide mononitrate were utilized, but open control was used for magnesium because of the flushing and other cutaneous signs and symptoms from the initial bull loss were thought likely to unblind the active treatment. Endpoints. The primary endpoint of the trial was intended to be vascular mortality within the first five weeks but the investigators ended up reporting all-cause mortality since non-vascular mortality was rare and divided evenly between groups, and did not impact the main results. A sample size of 40,000 patients was the original aim. However, sufficient treatment was made available for the randomization of up to 60,000 patients. The primary analyses were captopril versus a placebo, Half of patients in each group received nitrate and magnesium. Isosorbite mononitrate versus a placebo. Half of patients in each group received captopril and magnesium. And magnesium versus control. Half of patients in each group received captopril and nitrate. Results. 58,050 patients were randomized from 1,086 hospitals in 31 countries. Acute myocardial infarction was confirmed in 92% of the randomized patients. The use of non-study treatments was evenly balanced between groups, with 94% receiving antiplatelet therapy, 70% receiving fibrinolytic therapy, and 9% receiving intravenous beta-blockade. Fidelity with the study treatments was high, with 81% of patients allocated captopril discharged on the drug, 83% of patients allocated isosorbide mononitrate were discharged on the drug, and 88% of patients allocated magnesium completed the full infusion. Compared to placebo, captopril significantly reduced all-cause mortality. The odds ratio was 0.93, absolute values 7.19% versus 7.69%, confidence interval 0.87 to 0.99. There was no significant treatment effect heterogeneity observed for any of the captopril treatment subgroups. For example, in combination with the other study treatments or not. The event rates for the captopril alone versus NIL groups were 6.9% versus 7.8% respectively. As anticipated, captopril increased hypotension in hospital requiring termination of a study drug. Inspection of various high-risk subgroups showed preservation of captopril's treatment effect. Captopril, reduced mortality in patients with anterior ST elevation MIs, 8.5% versus 9.8%. Heart failure, 14.5% versus 16%. Heart heart rate above 100 speed per minute at entry, 13.7% versus 14.8%. And systolic blood pressure between 100 to 104, 7.5% versus 9.4%. However, mortality was increased in patients with systolic blood pressure of less than 100 mmHg, 14.2% versus 12.4%. But this was a small subgroup with difference of only 13 events. It is also noteworthy that there was no benefit observed in patients aged 70 years or more, 14.8% versus 14.7%. This was a large subgroup that accounted for 28% of patients and 55% of all deaths. Nitrate use did not reduce all-cause mortality compared to placebo. Odds ratio 0.97, absolute numbers 7.34% versus 7.54%, confidence interval 0.91 to 1.03. There was no significant treatment effect heterogeneity observed for any of the nitrated treatment subgroups in combination with the other study treatments or not. The event rates for the nitrate alone versus nelly groups were 7.6% versus 7.8% respectively. Unlike ZC3, no synergistic effect was observed when when combined with captopril. Similar to captopril, it was associated with with significant increase in hypotension requiring termination of the study drug Subgroup analysis did not yield any surprising results. In a surprise finding, magnesium increased all-cause mortality compared to placebo, odds ratio 1.06, absolute numbers 7.64% versus 7.24%, confidence interval 1.0 to 1.12, and the effect was consistent across the magnesium treatment subgroups. No significant differences were identified among patient subgroups. Conclusions The isis 4 trial demonstrated that early initiation of captopril reduced, reduced death at five weeks in patients with definite or suspected acute myocardial infarction and was associated with a number needed to treat of, of approximately 200 patients. The relative treatment effect was preserved in various high-risk subgroups, resulting in lower number needed to treat, particularly patients with anterior ST elevation MI, evidence of hemodynamic instability, elevated heart rate, and reduced systolic blood pressure and congestive heart failure. However, caution is urged in translating these results to patients above 70 years of age, who did not benefit despite their significant numbers and contribution to events in the trial. These results are in contrast to GC3, which pre-specified a subgroup analysis in elderly patients and found a statistically significant reduction in the primary combined endpoint and reduction in the rates of death. However, no statistics were provided. In the discussion of ISIS-4, the authors provide results from a meta-analysis involving 15 trials of ACE inhibitors on short-term mortality when it started early in acute myocardial infarction. This includes 11 small trials and 4 large trials. GC-3 and ISIS-4 are the largest and are represented in this section. Consensus 2 and CCS1 were smaller but still provide important data. All combined, early ACE inhibition reduced short-term mortality and the margin was very similar to that found in isis 4 and GC-3. 7.27% versus 7.73% with a p-value of 0.006. The ISIS 4 trial did not demonstrate a benefit for isosorbide mononitrate. Again, in the discussion, the authors provide results from a meta analysis involving 22 trials, including 20 small trials as well as GC3 and ISIS 4. When all results are combined, a statistically significant reduction in death is found for nitrates. However, Significant treatment effect heterogeneity is demonstrated between smaller trials and GC3 and ISIS-4, which eliminates any confidence in the overall results. This demonstrates the importance of basing a clinical translation on larger trials uh, that are appropriately powered to detect difference in the endpoints of interest. Otherwise, there is a good chance of being fooled by false positive findings. Finally, ISIS four conclusively shattered all delusions related to the efficacy of magnesium in acute myocardial infarction, and effectively represented a reversal in standard practice. The authors present a meta-analysis info- involving nine small trials, a large but still underpowered trial called LIMIT two, and ISIS four. Extreme heterogeneity is identified between small and large studies and the treatment effect goes from a very large benefit in small studies to a likely small harm in the one appropriately powered trial. The story of magnesium in acute myocardial infarction is an excellent demonstration of positive outcome bias in medical research. It highlights how the published literature, especially for small underpowered studies, is more likely to contain studies reporting positive treatment effects But these should not be trusted. Multiple mechanisms for positive outcome bias exist, including reporting bias on the part of investigators and biases on the part of journal reviewers and editors to accept and publish positive studies compared to those that report negative findings.